called the TARDIS. It can travel anywhere in time and space. And it's mine. It is. Go on, say. Most people do. <laughs> Smaller on the outside. Hello and welcome to Smaller on the Outside, or as I would like to call it, Sotocast. A podcast all about Doctor Who and everything we could possibly think of regarding the show. My name is David Gilliand. I'll be your double-hearted Time Lord this evening. And with me, as always, is my companion. Hi, I'm Andy. Sometimes he's there, sometimes he's not. It's the Timbot. Hey, yeah, this is Tim. And he is our robot. I am a robot. Yeah, um, this episode is going to be basically uh, talking about what Doctor Who is. It's going to basically give like a short recap of the entire series before we get into more recent stuff. Here's the thing. If you don't know what Doctor Who is, I'm not sure why you are listening to this, but uh, this is a great chance to kind of get up to date on what the show is, and uh, it'll give you a few good ideas. You should really be watching the show. I recommend you watch it from the 2005 series onward. But this this will give you a, a quick glance at what the show is, and we're we're going to be talking about some of our favorite episodes throughout the series. And, and uh, wow, Andy sure can talk. And the show is on Netflix, right? Netflix. Instant. I believe uh, seasons one through six of the new series from 2005 onwards are there. There are some old episodes if you're interested in that. Most people probably won't be, but if you're a diehard Doctor Who fan, there's some uh, cool old episodes from there. Um, I've seen every single classic episode from the 1963 series onwards. That you could watch, yeah. right? Uh, well, I've seen all the ones that you can't, too. No, that's stupid. Because there are reconstructions, which have pictures and audio from the original um, episodes. Some of them are even animated. So I've seen I've seen uh, reconstructions of those episodes as well. So I've seen every episode of Doctor Who uh, that was made for TV that, um, that was ever made. There are some that were made for radio, but I've never, I haven't listened to those yet. I'm planning to eventually, but I haven't listened. Can we talk about something else? Basically, those people who are who are uh, listening and have still have no idea what Doctor Who is. Uh, Doctor Who was originally a show that came out in the 60s. It was one of the first major sci-fi shows. On the BBC. It lasted until the mid-80s, but then it went off the air. And in uh, 2005, they decided to revive it, and they kind of rebooted it at the same time. They did it in a way so you didn't have to know anything from the classic series. So if you if you want to get started with the show, that's the best place to start, I think. What the show is about, it's all about the Doctor. Yep. And tell me who are you? Doctor Who. The Doctor, and his name is not Doctor Who. The Doctor Who is a question. The Doctor, he, he's a Time Lord from outer space. He looks like a human. So he's an alien. His, yes. He's a, from a race of uh, aliens called Time Lords. Yes, and he has two hearts, and he rides a TARDIS. Now, did I get this mistaken, or did he decide what the TARDIS looked like, and he decided 
Looks like a phone booth. Okay, the TARDIS, um, well, first of all, the, the TARDIS is a spaceship. It's a box that when you step inside the box, it's this big old spaceship inside. It's bigger on the inside or otherwise known as smaller on the outside. As in <laughs> season seven, right? Yes. Did I say it wrong? <laughs> it stands for time and relative dimensions in space. And what that means is once you enter the doors, you're kind of entering a new dimension, which is where the spaceship is, the inside of the spaceship is held. And it, the thing is, it is, dis it's supposed to disguise itself to blend in with the environment. So in the 1960s, when it showed up in 1960s England, it disguised itself as a 1960s police telephone box. The thing is, he stayed there for a while, and the thing that disguises the TARDIS, the called the chameleon circuit, it got stuck. So now it's stuck as um, a police telephone box. There was a couple of chances in the old show that he got to fix. He could have fixed it, but he decided to leave it as it was because he just started Boring. getting like the police telephone box <laughs> look. So he just decided to keep it. You know, now it's just the iconic TARDIS look. There have been other TARDISes in the classic show. I'm not sure if you knew that. The Master had a TARDIS. There was another oh, okay. Time Lord. Uh, and then you, you, they've all, they also show what the TARDIS looked like when it doesn't have a disguise on at all, which is just basically a silver box. We got to talk now about how there's been a bunch of different actors who have played the Doctor. The same okay. guy. So the, the Doctor is a Time Lord, as we've spoken. This this is a race of people who they basically have 13 lives. Um, if they if their life is running out, they instead of dying they regenerate. All their cells renew themselves and rearrange themselves into a new pattern, which basically makes them come out looking like a different person. And that's how they get away with recasting the Doctor, and that's how they got away with keeping the show running for so long. Hey guys, the bathroom's free. It's still the same person. It's the same person inside, but they have a different personality, a different look, and everything like that. Yeah, because we, we've seen TV shows and movies where uh, actors have been recast, and it's usually the stupidest thing they've <laughs> ever done right before the show is canceled. Pretty much. So, this is one of the very few times where it's actually part of the show, and you can't yeah, if wait you're gonna, if for you're gonna it to do happen it, again. If you're gonna do it, do it right and put it into the story, and I think that's what makes it so good. You and know? you're always wondering who's gonna come out next because each doctor seems to be better than the last, even though you think it's impossible. Uh, well, that's a matter of opinion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there, there's there's uh, different fa facets as to who I. I think still the, I still uh, like David Tennant, uh, which was the tenth doctor. I like him the best. I I like his character the best. I like the stories of uh, Matt Smith. Though. Oh yeah, definitely. Ma uh, Stephen Moffat, which is the current uh, head writer of Doctor Who, he also writes for the show Sherlock. He is a genius. I, I gotta go to bed. He is uh, really a genius writer, and he's got some of the greatest uh, episodes, as well as some of the greatest um, new villains that the show has seen, such as the Weeping Angels, the Silence, and things like Those that. Those are some good villains, too. Yeah. What he's good at is really having a story that comes together at the end where, you know, in the fi uh, final episode of the season, all these things come together and you're like, how did I not see this coming? You know, it's got all these clues that have been happening all throughout the season or, or even seasons before that. Russell T. Davies did, a sim did similar things, but I think uh, Stephen Moffat is really good at it as well. The Doctor also has uh, a companion with him 
at all times. The doctor comes to Earth and these people just start, you know, hanging around him while he's doing his mission and he attaches to these people and invites them into his TARDIS and who, who's going to say no to traveling through space, to all of space yeah. and time, you know? So they, so they come with him. He doesn't work well on his own. He needs he needs people to bounce off ideas off of him. He needs that spark of humanity. When he doesn't have that, he can become evil, almost. The companions themselves are almost as epic as the Doctor, sometimes even more so. Their, their storylines are very, very well developed, and uh, you don't think there can be a better companion. The only one I wouldn't say that for is uh, is Martha. I liked Martha, but... I think the other ones are just so much better that Martha kind of is a little disappointing in comparison. Yeah, Martha wasn't all that, but she, she was had, still She still cool. had a good story in the end. And but, especially, they, they, know, gave, they gave her a little bit of closure as well when the, when the tenant was leaving. But just our last companion, Amy, she had a really, really great story. Yeah. And then they introduced uh, Clara. Oh gosh, this is gonna be. We can get We've to this later. Her. We've seen her now in two episodes. The and first, the first episode. I didn't know she was gonna be the new companion. We we can we should really talk about this later. But but the first moment I saw her, I didn't know she was gonna be companion. But I said if that was gonna be the companion, it's gonna be, be a perfect. great companion. Yeah, she perfect. She is and she really good. She is. We don't know much about her at this point. But we know she's gonna be we are, really, what, really good. What, yeah, from what we are given, we're like, holy cow, who's Amy? This person's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> so let's talk about the series as a whole, and I'm talking like the new series, and not like 50 years before that. Right. <laughs> I could go on forever talking about the old series, but I mean, there's there's some good stuff in the old series, but I would only suggest that for people who are die-hard fans of the new series. If 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 you can't get enough Doctor Who, then then go ahead watch the old series. But just pre be prepared; it's boring at times. You know, it doesn't compare to the new series, but in it, in its own if it in its own light, it can be pretty good. So the first season of Doctor Who, which started in two thousand five was the only uh, season that starred the same actor for the Doctor uh, for one, only one season. Christo Christopher Eccleston. And tell you what, when I first started uh, watching Doctor Who, the first thing that I thought she of did. was that it was very tacky, very, <laughs> very weird. Uh, it was low budget. Like, yeah, know. it was low budget. I didn't know exactly what was going on here. Didn't know if I would actually get pumped about it. Uh, that, I was actually how most starting are... to watch it in full screen, but it, I think they fixed it on Netflix. It was interesting, though it had stories I've never seen before, even if they were done tacky. And uh, Christopher Eccleston uh, grew on me pretty fast. He's all fantastic. Oh, he is. He is. He is great, Doctor. I wish. I really wish he could have been on there for more than one season. He was. He was really good. I really hope they bring him back for the fiftieth anniversary. I really, really, really hope that they can do that. How long is this gonna go for? Anyways, the first season wasn't all that special. There was no like real super uh, story going on in this season like there is in later seasons. There was, it was more about just introducing the, the Doctor, wasn't it? The Bad Wolf. Oh, there story. was Bad Wolf, but yeah, it, it's actually throughout the entire season. It starts uh, with episode three is the first instance I think you hear of Bad Wolf. 
So it's it's really it's scattered throughout the whole season. It's very okay. much like a Stephen Moffat uh, storyline. But the best episodes. It's of, hard to remember because there's better storylines later. Right. The best episodes people usually talk about for season one are the empty Ti- empty child and the doctor dances. These were both written by Stephen Moffat, and they were the first episodes to uh, uh, introduce Captain Jack Harkness, which later uh, became the main character of the show Torchwood. There's one episode that I liked. Uh, I don't think it was the one that got me hooked. I was still checking out the show, but it really interested me once they got in Father's Day. Yeah. I probably wasn't hooked until maybe Dalek. The the first episode with the Dalek. That was a really good one, too. Yeah, that was two episodes before Father's Day. Yeah. So with the first season, if you start with the first season, don't give up if you don't like the first episode or two. It, it takes at least a couple episodes, two or three episodes to know that you want to see more, but you won't be hooked probably until you're maybe halfway through the season. Um, but once, but yeah, once I think you get there, you'll know I, this, this is something special, you know. You'll, you'll start to notice that. I think from the uh, empty child on, it just shoots and gets better. Yeah. Uh, well, except for Boomtown. Boomtown's not very good. <laughs> Boomtown is the return of the um, the Slovene, those fat, ugly aliens. Oh. You know, yeah, you kill yeah, you yeah, kill yeah. them the with people uh, that they zip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah that's all right. Th- th- those are kind of childish and dumb, but uh, <laughs> the uh, finale is great. The finale was uh, was pretty darn good, and uh, it that he, will introduce us to the next Doctor. The tenth Doctor, David Tennant. David Tennant. Mmm, catch up. Now, at first, you're going to be like, no, no, bring back the ninth doctor. Yeah, Who's right, this weirdo, right. you first know? First thing you're going to think of, like, no, no. <laughs> well, first, the first episode he's in, the Christmas special, he's just laying there on the bed for half the episode because he's get he, you know he's getting over his regeneration. Every, every doctor starts getting over their generation uh, differently. But just give it, you know, two episodes and you'll be hooked on this guy. He is fantastic. He is Many people fantastic. consider him to be the best doctor. You know, while, while I say I want Christopher Eccleston to show up for that one episode of the 50th anniversary, yeah. I'm waiting for Matt Smith to regenerate back into David Tennant. <laughs> A lot of people <laughs> say that. I don't think David Tennant yeah. would, would be willing to do that, but I, I'm almost certain David Tennant would be willing to sh- uh, show up on the show again, though. He loves the show. He's a huge fan of Doctor Who. Um, hmm, I, I just don't know anything about Doctor Who. Doctor Who! I don't know what you're talking about. By the way, I think we are <laughs> the only podcast for Doctor Who that is American. Really? I was going, I was like going through a bunch of Doctor Who uh, podcasts, and they're all British. Well, I, I mean, that's where the main following traditionally was. But, I mean, recently in the last few years since the beginning of Matt Smith, it's it's really transitioned to a, a very popular American audience. So I'm surprised there isn't any, there isn't more. There there probably are some, that, but... Right, because, I mean, they, they, they started out in the show with just showing British people trying to do American accents. And then they actually got American actors to do the stuff. Yeah, the the so. the, the last couple seasons when they've done stuff in um uh, that take place in America, they've actually done it in America or at least gotten American actors. And uh, the funny thing is, though, in season one with uh, Captain Jack Harkness, he's actually Scottish in real life, but yeah. he grew up in America, 
and people made fun of his Scottish accent, so he learned how to be an American accent. And that's his natural accent now, except when he's back home in Scotland with his parents. He speaks Scottish. But, God bless you. Yeah, but when yeah. when when he's uh, at home in America or anywhere else, he speaks with an American accent just because it comes so naturally to him now. Do you have a favorite episode slash episode arc, uh, uh, like a two-parter or something in season two? Season two? Uh, I do. There are a couple that are really good. Um, the finale is the best, I think. You think? Is fantastic. Um, the Impossible Planet and the Satan Pit are also really good. Yeah, those are my favorite. The Impossible Planet and Satan Pit. And then the other notable episode is the Girl in the Fireplace. That's the other. That's another Stephen Moffat episode. Yeah, I remember episode. that one. Yeah. Really good one as well. Yeah, that was a good one. School reunion brings back Sarah Jane Smith from the classic series. If you're a fan of that, that's a good one. Yeah, that was like the worst episode I've ever seen. Yeah, but I have to say, Impossible Planet. Same bit. The worst episode ever, a lot of people say. Do you know what it is? What's that? Love and Monsters. <laughs> it's, Love uh, and Monsters? Yeah, it's... Uh, do you know what the episode is? Oh, it's that guy the who... Absorb uh, off. Yeah, he absorbed people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of people say that's the worst episode ever of Doctor Who. Or uh, a lot of people don't like uh, Fear Her as well. Oh come on, Fear Her's awesome. I, I think it's a it's a fun episode, but a lot of people don't like that one. Chloe, <laughs> I'm coming to get you. I'm going to hurt you. I'm going to hurt you, Chloe. Who was that? Come on, that that's great. That's one of the best episodes of the season. <laughs> but Just it's because the, of that. the season's got a great um, ending, I think. Um, and this is the end of Rose's story. For, well. Sort of. Sort of, For, yeah. Uh, temporarily. Because when season three, four. Because when season, season three comes in, we got Martha, right? Season three starts with Martha. But but, however, before we get to that, there's the episode called "The Runaway Bride," which is a Christmas special that co- comes out oh, yeah. in season two. This is Donna's first appearance is in "The Runaway Bride." She she is later a companion, but she's not a companion right away. Oh, yeah, that was me. I like her in the office better. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> um, she's kind of she's pretty disappointing in the office. Anyway, the Runaway Bride is a great uh, introduction to Donna, but we'll get more into that later. Let's go to Martha Jones. She was working in the hospital, right? Yeah, she's a she was a nurse in the first episode, but she becomes a doctor throughout the series. No, um, she becomes a companion, Andy. Dave's got right. you there. She's, she's Not a com- the doctor. A- I think it's after she leaves the doctor that she becomes an official doctor, and then she later becomes a member of UNIT. And then later she's just like a freedom fighter against aliens and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's not the best episodes, I, I, at least I don't think. You know, Daleks in Manhattan and Evolution of the Daleks. Those are the episodes that take place in America. They're not very good, but they um, they do have one notable guest appearance. Andrew Garfield, the new Spider-Man. I remember you saying that. I don't remember actually seeing him. Yeah, he's he's uh, one of the Americans. He's one of the uh, poor people that's living in the shanty town, you know? And he's, he's, yeah. he's working, 
trying to make money, and he gets put to work by the Daleks. Um, but you got to remember, in Evolution of the Daleks, we got human Daleks. Oh, gosh. You guys want pepperoni, sausage, or just cheese? You Dumb. see that, but you remember the first episode of Season 7. Yeah, there's a parallel um, there. I was like... They did it better yeah, in Season like, 7. Hey, other than the finale, what's your favorite episode of Season 3? Well, including the three episodes of the finale, I like um, specifically the Utopia one. With, with with ends with the master. That is a great episode. I like the last of the time lords with the uh, the old doctor. That's okay. That's like, okay. He's like the but tiny see, doctor. Yeah, but I I really like but, the no, Utopia, my, my, but Blink. Blink is almost Blink everybody. Blink is my favorite. Yeah, my favorite of the season, other than the finale. Um, uh, the epi the episode 42 is also really good where they're stuck on a on a, a ship that's about to crash into the sun. Right, and, and they have to answer the Um, and then the episodes Human Nature and the Family of Blood, those are also pretty good. Um, a lot of people like those as well. Those are when the doctor has to become human. And, oh, yeah. And, uh, he has to end up remembering who he is and stuff. Now those are those are good episodes as well. So pretty yeah, much the, to get into pretty much uh, the last half pretty much the last half of season three is just all all good stuff. Yeah, I'd I'd I would i say that we're starting to get into territory where almost all the episodes are good. Uh! <laughs> after, um, after season three we've got the Christmas special with the Titanic and that one was okay but I didn't think there was anything special about it. What are you talking about? There was a, a, a small special, though, that had the fifth Doctor show up again. That was written by Stephen Moffat, too. But let's let's move on to season four with, with Donna. Yep, Donna comes in this to play. probably, as, as far as Doctor Who, the new series, is concerned, I believe season four is probably the best season there is. New, 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 new. You got that all wrong. I don't know if I agree with that. It's got a great story arc, a, a fantastic finale, and Donna is just, she is great. <laughs> like, if you, I don't know if you've seen season four more than once. I don't know. I, I just know that uh, Donna's not my favorite. She's one of my favorites. For, for a while, Rose was my favorite. Then I, I, I changed that to Amy. I'm almost certain Clara is going to be higher than Amy. But Donna was up there as well, and the finale is just the probably one of the best finales there are. Uh, but you can't you can't ignore the silence in the library and the forest of the dead. Oh, right, those <laughs> those are obviously the best. I think. Uh, I mean, obviously the it's, finale. It's hard for me to decide between those two and the finale, but uh, it's it, they're probably pretty close to each other. Um, For me, I'm I'm gonna try to say my favorite episode, but not the finale, be, uh, because right, obviously right. the finale is always always going to be on top. So it's gonna be have to be like other than the finale. What was your favorite episode? So I would have uh, to say Forest of the Dead. Out of those two, Turn Left is also really good, but that might count as part of the finale. The one where where um, the two episodes where there's actually three episodes where Martha comes back. 
where it's Martha, the Doctor, and Donna all together, um, are are really good. Um, the Centauran Stratagem, the Poison Sky, and the Doctor's Daughter. The Doctor's Daughter in particular is very good. I agree. Planet of right. Planet of the Ood is it's not horrible, but it's 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 decent. I just yeah, I like the Ood like in yeah. general. <laughs> The Fires of Pompeii, I really like that one. Partners in Crime, great episode. Um, the Unicorn and the Wasp is is okay, not special. Midnight is another really good episode, where they're stuck on the on the transport and they got these the knocks going on the outside of the thing and the and uh, the doctors. There's somebody in the room that starts echoing exactly what the doctor says and. It's just a really good episode. No, I skipped right through that part. So pretty much almost yeah. every episode of this season, I cannot find thing negative anything negative to say about this season. So that that's so, that's, that's what I, I love that season so much. We're gonna talk about the uh, Doctor's next regeneration soon. Uh, so yeah, the, in two thousand nine, um, technically started in two thousand eight, but there was there was spe- um they didn't have a season, they had four specials. Technically, the fourth one was split into two pieces as well. So it's technically five special episodes. Oh man, my teeth hurt. Um, the Next Doctor, Planet of the Dead, The Waters of Mars, and The End of Time. I particularly like The Waters of Mars and The End of Time. Planet of the Dead is also decent. The Next Doctor is is not great. But it has the, uh, the <laughs> guy from The Walking Dead on it. The uh, the governor. Yeah. <laughs> when season five started, we were introduced to Matt Smith. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I saw this guy, he has like no eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> this guy looks weird. He, he looks like an alien. <laughs> he looks you know? like an and alien. Like... He doesn't feel like the doctor. He 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 didn't feel right when you the... when you left. He's Matt he looks too Smith. young. Yeah, when you left Dave Tennant, you're all think you're thinking the same thing as Christopher Eccleston. You're thinking, what the crap? This guy was great. Who <laughs> when, is this? When you leave D- uh, David Tennant, you're thinking nobody else could possibly be a good doctor. <laughs> this guy is just too yeah. good. Uh, <laughs> like, but like the thing is, when you think about the doctor, you think of somebody who has this grand knowledge of the universe, this professor type character. And you see Matt Smith, and you think, "Who the heck is this guy?" You know, yeah. give me my doctor back. This guy, this <laughs> is not the doctor. And then even even I mean, the, the first few scenes with him, it's like, "This is stupid." He's 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 all hungry, and he's spitting. I mean, it's kind of funny. It, it's kind of silly the way he's uh, spitting out all the food, and it's kind of fun, but it doesn't feel like the doctor. You know. And now he's been in the show for for almost as long as David Tennant was. See, that started in 2010, so this it's is been gonna three be like years. the best podcast ever. Yeah, he's been on there for a while, and his storylines are the best storylines that the show has ever seen. By the uh, end, by the end of his first episode, you will know that this guy is the Doctor, and he's gonna be great. By the end of the eleventh hour, that's uh, the first episode with Matt Smith in it. He he, you know, he transforms into the do- into the Doctor by the it, end of the it episode. It took it. It didn't take me the end of the first episode. It took me a few episodes because I was still uh, pretty hungover. David Tennant leaving. 
Uh, I don't know. If you if you rewatch the Eleventh Doctor, by the end of that episode, it's like holy crap, this guy's good. But uh, yeah, the the storyline not, as good, as, not are, as good as David Tennant, but he's good. The storylines completely change. They're awesome. Uh, in a way, season five is sort of a, a, a slight reboot to the series. If you haven't right, seen, you can start. You can start watching at that season because the, they wrap everything up in the last four seasons. Yeah. If if you there's no companions from the previous season. There's no. There's hardly any references to previous events. Um, there are some small things here and there, but if you didn't see them, you're not going to notice them. Um, the thing is. The only reason I would suggest watching from season one um, is because... It's awesome. Well, no, season one's not great, but it's got some good stuff in it. But um, Christopher Eccleston, first of all, he's great. But they explain it better. Like, to a, from a starting position, Rose doesn't know anything. So we learn along the way with Rose who is the Doctor. And, you know, we learn that he's a Time Lord. We learn about the Two Hearts. We learn about the TARDIS. We learn all these things for the first time. If you go, if you start with season five, you they don't exactly explain them very well. You you might figure it out along the way, but they don't go into explanation because they assume you've already heard those explanations. Um, yeah. So in that yeah, way, going, I, I think you can still start at season five if if you don't feel like watching everything, but. I think that you're missing out and then if you watch season if you watch starting with Matt Smith and then you go back and watch Christopher Eccleston you'll be like what is this crappy show it doesn't look like Doctor Who this is stupid you'll yeah. turn it off because it looks you know it's so low budget compared to Matt Smith's stuff you know <laughs> I I'm I'm tell you what I'm going through and looking at all the episodes of season 5 and I'm having a really hard time deciding which one I like the most um, it, other than the finale, a really hard time. other than the finale, right? They're all great. One of my favorites is the Lodger. The the time of angels and flesh and stone. For me, those are good ones. Yeah, Amy's choice is also a very good one. Amy's choice, I'm I'm. Uh, I'm not a huge fan of that one. It's it's a good episode, but that's the one where they're the Dream Lord. Yeah, I'm I'm. Not a huge fan. The the um, Vincent and the Doctor is also a fantastic. Vincent and the Doctor is awesome. I um, love the Lodger. Lodger is fun. Who farted? It's just fun. But I it's I, awesome. I didn't used uh, to think the Beast Below was that great, but when I rewatched it, it's actually a pretty good episode. That's another uh, Stephen yeah. Moffat episode. So obviously, uh, yeah. But those, the finale, uh, of course, fantastic. Time of finale. the Angels, Flesh and Stone are. Amazing episodes. They're talked about later, uh, but uh, Pandora opens the, in Big Bang. The time of angels in the flesh and stone has one of the biggest um, details that you will most likely miss the first time you're watching it. That you will see the second time you're watching it. Um, there's something that happens in the finale that that really it really it calls back to that episode, and you'll see it if you're watching it the second time. It's one of really the biggest. Cool. Uh, Kind of a reveal, kind of a deal yeah. with uh, with Stephen Moffat. Yeah, it's one of the things where you know Stephen Moffat knew exactly what he was doing when he filmed the that episode, even though it was <laughs> several know. episodes back. It's it's right, really, and, really and cool. you know something's going on with Stephen Moffat when you're watching the show, and you're thinking, "What the crap? What? Yeah, what the heck am I watching? I don't even <laughs> get it." 
And then he, that no, that he applies answered. that applies to most Stephen Moffat episodes. So right, but he <laughs> does actually answer those questions as a lot of shows actually don't, and you're left hanging, wondering yeah. what's going to happen. He does a very good job with that. Right. Um, Boring. The Christmas Carol episode it was it, it was okay. It, it it's better the second time around, but it's still it's not it's not my favorite Christmas special. You talking um, about the one with the girl in the freezer? Yeah. Yeah, okay. I, I, I like that better than I think it was the next one after that. Yeah, that one was kind of dumb. Uh, that one, I I think that was my least favorite Christmas special of all time. <laughs> season 6 as a whole is pretty good. There are some episodes that are kind of disappointing in Season 6. Right. But the, I mean, but it starts two, off with the impossible astronaut, and that was freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. Those, two, those first two episodes are great. Um, the... Doctor's wife is good. Um, the Rebel Flesh and the Almost People are are it, they're like half good, half bad. Like some some of it is kind of dumb. It, some of it is really good, I think. But the very ending of it is the best part, which then leads into a good man goes to war, which is one of the best. Um, let's let's kill Hitler's better. <laughs> you think so? I think a good man goes to war is, is might be better. I'm not sure. I don't know. Let's kill Hitler. I love. I love it. They're both pretty. They're they're supposed to be a two part episode, but they were split across the summer. <laughs> if I had to say one that I didn't actually like all that much was Night Terrors. Night Terrors is dumb. Uh, yeah. Um. But then we the have the girl who uh, waited closing... is great. The God we Complex closing... is great. Closing time's yeah. great. And the it's kind of like finale. a sequel to the other one. Great finale. I wish it was a two-parter, the Wedding of River song. I really wish that was a two-parter. That two was a good one, yeah. It would have been better uh, as a two-parter, I think. But overall, other than the finale, what was the best episode? You think the Impossible Astronaut? A lot of people will say... A lot of people really like The Doctor's Wife, but I, I, don't, I would not say that. I would say... Probably, probably a good man goes to war, but it you think, could I don't be really, the, it, it could be impossible astronaut as well. Good man goes to war is pretty good. Let's go. It's good. I think, I think uh, a good, good man goes to war has a better um, reveal at the end than Let's Kill Hitler has has some some stuff, but I think Good Man Goes to War has a great ending. I really like the girl who waited. That's um, really, really good, yeah. But I think the Impossible Astronaut's the one for me, for, other than the finale. Okay. Um, the Doctor, the Widow, and the Wardrobe. Poop. Um, yeah, I mean, boring. It, you know, it's more Doctor, but other than that, I didn't really care for it. There was another. Where is it? They don't have it on here. There was um. There was episodes on the DVD. What were they called? Night and the Doctor. If you had the DVD for for season six, there was a special um, spe special feature called Night and the Doctor. That um, it has some scenes that took place during season six, and there there's some pretty good stuff in there. There's also Meanwhile in the TARDIS, which which has the same thing for season five, and those are also really good. Um, 
but you might want to check those out if you haven't seen them because they've got some good good more Stephen Moffat stuff in them. <laughs> so we're up to our, our current season here. All right, so we're gonna go by episode uh, for this episode by episode for this right. because this is more current. Um, so let's start with Asylum of the Daleks. <laughs> Where are we? Spaceship, right? Not just any spaceship. The Parliament of the Daleks. The asylum must be cleansed. The predator of the Daleks will be deployed. I'm not a predator. Just a man with a plan. Doctor! Doctor! They killed all the Daleks. Who do you think? Yes, uh, this one was very important and first of all, uh, let's shocking. Let's recap what happened at the end of um, the last season because the end of the last season, um, the doctor faked his death. Everybody thinks he's dead. <gasps> um, River tells tells Amy that he's not, and but other than that, he's he's off. He doesn't have a companion. He's off in hiding, and that's where the season starts out. Somebody and then figured, we got silent. The 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 silence will fall when the question is asked. Yeah, the que the ultimate that hasn't been addressed yet. But the 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 season ended with um, you know, there's this ultimate question, and the silence, the group that has those those aliens, those are technically not the silence themselves. They they are part of the silence, which is a religion, and um, the silence itself is dedicated to making sure. The question is the ultimate question is not asked because um, that's that's their kind of their whole goal and the prophecy is the question will ask um, the ultimate question at the fall of the eleventh the silence will fall uh, at the fields of Trenzalore I don't remember the whole thing but the the ultimate question is Doctor Who right. And so, I'm guessing uh, we're probably going to find that out later this year. We have to. I mean, that's going to be this the eleventh, so that he's going to be regenerating to, you know, the twelfth. Maybe. Doctor. Maybe we'll see. There's rumors. Um. <laughs> um. Okay, so it starts with Asylum of the Daleks. This this episode starts out, and we find out the Daleks know he is still alive. They've had their sources, you know, figure out that he's they, still alive. They've called him in because the they need help. The legend was that the doctor, you know, there's this great man. They say this man died a long time ago, but but if he's still alive, we need his help, you know, that kind of thing. But it's actually, the it, it was a trap to get the doctor to help out the Daleks. Right. They need, they need his help for the um, Dalek prison planet. Okay, yeah. And uh, while while he's kind of forced to help uh, help them, he he runs into this voice. Um, Hold on, first they gather his companions because um, yeah, they, they said they the doctor Amy and Rory. The, the doctor always needs a companion, but what what we just found out is that Amy and Rory has split up. They're getting a divorce. Yeah, yeah. they're they're getting a divorce. So that's how the episode starts, and so everything's kind of shaken up. And now they're on this, um, they're they're on this prison planet, and they hear a voice. Well, actually, I think they. And they're... that is uh, 
She identifies herself as Oswin. Oswin, right. Um, but we later find out her name is Clara. Uh, and she's a souffle girl. <laughs> yeah. She's, so basically, she, it's the episode's less about the Daleks than it is her. I mean... Yeah. She is a Dalek, she's, which is what you find out in the end. She's almost the uh, main star of the episode. Yeah. Um, she, uh, which is what... By the way, uh, this is what I find most interesting about the season is that she seems to be as important of a character than do- as the Doctor. Yeah. So. She is as intelligent as the Doctor, and she is as very, out- very mysterious. And we don't we don't know a whole lot out- about her. Yeah, she's very active too, like the Doctor. Yeah, she's a lot like the Doctor. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um. So. He's running around trying to save the Daleks and try to save himself, Rory and Amy, and he ends up finding out that this souffle girl is actually a Dalek. Right. Um, <laughs> so what happened was this this girl um, who identifies herself as Oswin, she said she was on this um, ship called the uh, Starship Alaska, I believe it was called, and it crash-landed... Yeah. It crash landed somehow onto this Dalek prison camp, and uh, what apparently had happened was she was converted into a Dalek. Somehow she retained her personality. It's probably something to do with whatever or whoever she is, her abilities of some kind. Um, right. She's she's special in some way, and so she was able to retain her personality. And she didn't think she was a Dalek. She thought she was trapped inside this room, which somehow had enough, you know, supplies to create souffles all the time. But, uh, <laughs> no, we find out she's a Dalek, and she helps them escape, and I guess the reason Rory and Amy split up is because Amy wanted kids, and, or no, Rory wanted kids, and Amy couldn't have any more kids because of whatever happened at on the Good Man Goes to War, but... I'm thinking they already have a kid, you know, River, and they already raised River pretty much. They said, you know, uh, you know, she was uh, Mel's, you know, her, the Amy's friend Mel's when they were growing up. So they basically saw River grow up from as a child. So yeah. I mean, they've already done that. So the whole that whole plot line is a little weird to me. But um, the pr- the problem that I have with this episode, um, it's it's a great episode. But the problem I have with this episode, as well as the other episodes in the first half of season seven, is that they don't feel like Doctor Who. They don't feel like traditional episodes of Doctor Who. They feel like specials. They feel like um, what you would get like if you have an Easter special, a summer special, a fall special. You know, they feel like one-off. Like, they begin, and they end. The companions don't stay with them. He picks them up in the beginning. They do their thing, and then they drop them off. I think that's the main reason, too, that the companions don't stay with him at the end. Every single episode, they go back home. The first one that really feels like... That really starts to feel like a real episode is probably the last time you see Amy and Rory. You know, because they're with him in the beginning already. Right, and here's the thing. Uh, At this point... In the season, we also haven't had any two-parter at all. 
They don't do two. He's not doing two parters anymore. Stephen Moffat. Said oh, he's is that just with, him, or is it? Are talking about the show at all? Stephen Moffat said he doesn't want to do two parters anymore. He says any story you can tell, you can tell in forty-five minutes. So he he wants to put everything into one episode. Okay, well, some not some. I don't all agree. Of the two parters were the best episodes. I know. That's what I always <laughs> said. If they're epic enough, they deserve two episodes. And if you go back to the original series, you had six-parter episodes. Come on, uh, ten one one story arc was ten episodes long. So I mean, actually, no, one was twelve episodes long because this entire season was one story. They they did that once with uh, uh with the sixth Doctor. Is all yeah. the it was the trial of a Time Lord. It was all one season. Um. And but okay, let's go on to the second episode called "The Dinosaurs on a Spaceship." Yeah, listen, I found something. What is it? I have no idea. Do you want to find out? Dinosaurs on a spaceship. You can help me so much more. The most pterodactyl. Yes. Oh, I'm so scared. <laughs> Another interesting one. Uh, I thought it was doctor fun. has to save. The doctor has to save uh, this old guy who is kind of. I don't know. He just can't move around. <laughs> uh, his ship's gonna crash, and he's got dinosaurs on his spaceship. The dinosaurs are there because the ship is actually a Silurian ship, and we've learned about the Silurians in yep, season five. Yep. Um, you actually, they're from the classic series as well. You see, I understood you all up to the part where I was like, huh? But, um, the Silurians were a form of Homo reptilia, that's what they're called. They, uh, they were an evolution of reptiles that were intelligent, like humans. And, uh, they lived alongside dinosaurs. But they, they, they buried themselves into the planet because they thought that the Earth was going to be destroyed. So perhaps these people that were on this ship, maybe they escaped the Earth instead of burying themselves into the Earth and they took some of the dinosaurs with them. Maybe that's what they're there for. So that could be why they're on that ship. But they got the... All the... All the uh, Silurians got um, ejected from the ship by this old bad guy. Yep. And so all that's There's left like, the, uh, is the dinosaurs. Uh, I liked the Tweedledee and Tweedledum robots. They were great. They were really good. <laughs> they they seem to be like based off of Tweedledee and Tweedledum or whatever those guys' names are in uh, Alice in Wonderland. Oh, I don't. Uh, know. I don't. I, I don't they're know. those big twin guys with the striped shirts. They're bald. I I know what you're talking about. I just can't. I can't think. But um. I think it it was a fun episode. Uh, it was a lot better the second time around. A lot better the second time around. The first time I, the first time I was watching, um, I'm just you know I'm getting a little impatient with Doctor Who doing these one-off specials, and I'm not probably appreciating it for what it was. And <laughs> so that's that's probably the problem I had with the first time around. Now I know what to expect. You know, I can appreciate it a little better. And I liked it better the second time I watched it. Third, uh, third episode was called "Town Called Mercy," and it was pretty much the Terminator as an old western. 
Uh, I guess I guess you could say that. I'm the doctor. This is no need to stand. Interesting. Don't worry. Everything is completely under control. Anyone who isn't an American, drop your gun. Face me. Um, this, this episode, um, has this, the robotic, um, assassin guy, or he's actually, he's like a sheriff, he, he's coming to kill this wanted fugitive in the town, and the doctor has to protect that guy. This episode was a little bit more like a normal doctor episode, cause he did, cause they did start with the companions, I believe. Okay, I, I see what you're saying that way, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Like, I think he, yeah. I think Steven Moff is trying to be a little more, more cinematic and a little less goofy. Like, um, if you go back and watch the Russell T. Davies episodes with, uh, Eggleston and Tennant, there's a lot of goofiness in there, and even the first, uh, season of, uh, Matt Smith and part of the next one there's a there's a lot of goofiness in Matt Smith but I think they're going more towards drama and less towards goofiness and well, I, I, I like, like the drama the but part. I like I like drama but yeah I, I want more of that goofiness back you know it, do, it doesn't have to get too serious you know why so serious it doesn't have to get so serious that it loses that classic because Doctor Who is supposed to be a sci-fi drama comedy you know it's 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 all three of those and action, um, but it's I think it's losing a little bit of the comedy. But I think with Clara, it's bringing that back. With right, me, which and I we, think we haven't really gotten to see that very much. Yeah. Fourth episode, Power of Three. That should have been the third episode. <laughs> um. All right. <laughs> haven't you seen them? Invasion of the very small kings. That's new. My gun is secured. There are soldiers all over my house, and I'm in my pants. We don't know what they're made of or why they're here. Whoa! What kind of a welcome do you call that? Yeah, power of three means cubed, and uh, a whole bunch of cubes start showing up in the episode and the cubes themselves are the villain of the episode that's it there was <laughs> actually actually the real villain is this um this it's, it was this guy in a spaceship and then they were supposedly like time lord um fairy tales oh, or something yeah. I, don't, I don't remember that's exactly right. who they were I have a feeling the uh the those guy guys, they, the guy they was escaped. supposedly wiped out but he said that we're in every uh, every part, every kind of time period we're in. Yeah, we exist. They, they existed. It was like um, shifted to the the alternate dimension or something. That's where they were at. And I have a feeling they are going to return. Some, I, uh, something about that episode. It made me feel like we're we haven't seen the end of them. They escaped at the end of the episode. I have a feeling yeah. we're not done with them. They haven't been re re referenced again yet, but I feel like maybe in the second half of this season or in the 50th anniversary or something, we might come back to them. 
There was something so, si- there was something similar to that in the old series as well. Um called Omega. It, it kind of felt similar to the to the Omega which was uh viewed as sort of a legend in Time Lord history. He's kind of the guy who created Time Lords. Uh they used to be just normal people and then they got these time powers given to them by um what Omega did. So um and the I believe it was the 20th anniversary or something or the 10th anniversary I don't know something like that where they had to they had to fight Omega so it, it might be something similar to that where that's a Time Lord legend another one episode 5 the uh, Weeping Angels made their triumphant return and the Angels take Manhattan hello old friend and here we are on the last page it never moves while you're looking even if you got out, you'd have to keep running for the rest of your life. It's already happened. You've just witnessed your own future. The angels are predators. They're deadly. What's that? I don't know. But I think they're coming for you. Yeah, the point of the Power of Three was to get the group back together. Try right. To, try to bring it back to the typical Doctor Who formula. And then the next episode, we come crash that down by getting rid of them. Um. Well, see, I had a problem with this episode. I really liked it. <laughs> I had I a liked problem it a with it because I'm trying to figure out how the Statue of Liberty is a whipping, weeping angel. Still, I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah, that that's a. It seems like a plot hole to me. Uh, I guess it's it's not just. Angels anymore. I mean, it's cool. It's, it's freaking awesome, but I just don't understand. Well, there's and probably an explanation in there somewhere. They say that Weeping Angels basically took over Manhattan in the 40s or 30s or whatever it yeah, was. Yeah, and then they built New York or whatever, or they built that building. The Statue of Liberty is older, older than that, but, um, but, yeah, I don't know. So, something about that probably explains why the Statue of Liberty can be an angel. But other than that, it's obviously it was just because that's awesome to do. <laughs> but I think that episode is extremely well done. First of right. all, it's the first time we see River, which which I was disappointed we didn't see River in the first episode. I wanted to see her in the first episode as well, but she wasn't there. Um, yeah. So at the end of the episode, uh, we have Amy and Rory. Uh, Dying, <laughs> they get taken by the angels. They're and they're, they're taken in and live a long and happy the, life. They die the as old people. Here's the thing: when they're back in the past with the angels, um, they we, they see Rory as an old man dead. Uh, not they see him as an old man and then they see him die. And the thing about the whole theme of the episode is if you see your future, you can't change it. So what yeah. they what do they want to do? They want to change it. So they jump off the building so that. Rory dies before he has a chance to die as an old man. They change the future by making it impossible. They make a paradox. And by making the paradox, they completely mess up the whole space-time continuum, and they wipe the angels from existence in that time period. However, there are still angels in the present, and one of them takes Rory. And so... Well, one in the present, they said... What would it say? They said right then that one of them must have escaped from the paradox the other time period 
I thought I saw uh, that. I thought I saw that angel in the beginning of the episode, but I could be wrong. Um, anyway, the angel takes Rory back to the time period, so he is still gonna live out his old life as an old man and die, just like we saw him. So they didn't really change anything. Everything still happens, but the problem is they did still create that paradox in the past. So the doctor can't go back there and save him. If he went back to a zone that had a paradox in it. The whole universe would explode. They can't, he physically cannot get his TARDIS back there. It's just too crazy of a time period um, to get in there. So he can never go back and save Rory. So what does Amy do? She gets taken by an angel herself. But doesn't that create a paradox too? No. She wasn't there that first time. She Maybe she dies... Before him, maybe she died. Maybe she just was out getting groceries. I don't know. Remember, he said that maybe I was there the whole time, and then he said, "I don't think so," because the way he looked at you is like he's the first first time he's seen you. In okay, so maybe so many maybe they years. did maybe they did still create the paradox, but Rory got taken anyway. So it's still he's still gonna die old. It's just a different way or something. And it's in the past. But the problem is, Amy goes back there, and now what's wrong? The doctor said it's impossible for him to get back there. He can no, never see Amy again if she goes back with the angels. But she has to see Rory, so she goes back with them. And that's the end of Amy and Rory, because we, the doctor can't save them. He can't go back in time to get them. Right. They're it's gone. Impossible. Yep. So now here, we now move here's, on to the... Here's, here's the thing. I think... If they ever want to fix this, there's a way out of it, I think. Um, what they could do is have the doctor park his TARDIS um, outside of New York, maybe park it in Washington, D.C., a few years earlier, you know, drive his way up to New York, stay there for a few years, wait until Amy and Rory show up, and hey, I'm here, and then drive them out of the city, and then go back to the TARDIS. <laughs> World think. Too hard there. The show would be boring if you did that. <laughs> they could still do that if they wanted to. Like, if they wanted to bring them back for a special, I think there's a way out of it. But. Alright, so, we got the snowman, uh, snowman, um, uh, Christmas is, special. This is the hot. best Christmas special ever. Do you think it's the best episode of the season? Best, well, I think, yeah, I think so. I think so. Across the universe, it's everyone's favorite Christmas tradition. Hello? Did you make this snowman? Because it wasn't there a second ago. That's not possible. There is danger here. Run! This snow could be a terrible weapon in the wrong hands. Winter is coming. Last winter of humankind. I think I think it's better than Asylum of the Dogs, which I loved. I think it's better than that. I think I, better I, better I like than angels, that. Uh, yeah, the angels I take like Manhattan. I like angels take Manhattan better than Daleks. Uh, oh really? Asylum of the Dogs. It's, yeah, it, that one's that one's a tough comparison for me to make, but I think the snowman is the best out of all of them. It's just right. really good. I mean, it's all all due to Clara. She is just yeah. We introduced us to Clara, and we found out that something's going on with her, and she can die, but well, let's th when when we first see her, we as see here's the thing. They did not tell us that this was going to be the n new companion. They, they, 
Um, well, they told us that the person in the snowman was going to be the new companion. We know she was Clara. We knew Clara was going to be the new companion. But when we saw Asylum of the Daleks, we did not know that person was going to be the new companion. We knew it was the same actress. We found that out later, actually. But we knew it was going to be the same actress. But sometimes... thought they... it was going to be a different character. Yeah, if you go back and watch um, Season 2 of Doctor Who, in the last episode of Season 2, the actress that plays Martha plays a character in that. They go back later and say that that was actually Martha's cousin. But, um... <laughs> but it's not Martha. And Amy's there, too, yeah. Amy's in Season 4 as one of the people in Pompeii, as one of the sightseers in Pompeii. Um... But, um, so it could have been a... We, we were thinking it was probably just going to be a different character. But, um, that's not the case. She, she was, uh, this person in the 1800s. And, uh... I, I could tell pretty close that she was she already had this a similar personality, but I wasn't same sure. Same attitude. If, I wasn't sure if that she was, was just, actually almost uh, wearing the same thing. Oh really? I wasn't sure if that was just because you know the actress is just that way, or if that was on purpose. And right. but by the end of the episode, we find out that her name is Clara Oswin Oswald, so it's the same character, and the doctor figures that out. Right, and something something's going on with this character. She can't die, or she can. She but, dies. Yeah, but she's always somewhere else. Okay, so she uh, dies as Clara Oswin Oswald in the 1800s, and we see that um, gravestone. But then the next scene cuts to the present, apparently, um, and it shows Clara walking through the graveyard. You can see her old 1800s. Uh, gravestone there, and the new Clara walks right past it, not noticing it. She says, I don't believe in ghosts, which is funny. Um, but we don't know what's up with that. What the heck? So apparently she is reincarnated, or <laughs> she's an alien, or I have no idea what's going on, but she Here, exists I have, again I have in the theory. present. I have a theory. Yeah. I mean, we just talked about this from the power of three. He met uh, that one alien in the ship that said, he said, I we wiped you out. Yeah. And he's all like, uh, you did, but there's, I'm always somewhere. I'm always alive somewhere. Hmm. In That's... time. Okay, so you sounds, think sounds, uh, there, might be a connection, there might be a connection between that, that alien species and Clara, perhaps? Maybe. I was just thinking about that from what he said. I was like, wait, that's exactly what's going on with Clara. Uh, yeah, I saw that. I'll have to go back and see don't what, look like exactly it. what he said there, but... Um, yeah, but he she don't look no, like no alien beast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we, we know that she's alive in the present we don't know how we don't know what the heck is going on but the doctor is coming to find her because he knows there's something special about her I mean even before he knew about her ability he knew that she was gonna be a special person to be a companion with because just like we all did she is just gonna be great I can tell and here's the no. thing this new episode the snowman we got a new TARDIS we did Brand new TARDIS. And, and, and I was wondering. A new TARDIS and and a new title sequence as well. Yeah. Second time in the, second time in the season. <laughs> if the, you, the new title. If sequence you um, well the the first one was really just a new 
font and kind of different color scheme, but the new one was completely redesigned. Um, but the and you got to see that 3D face of uh, Matt Smith and the Stars, which they haven't done in since the old series. Uh, well, they did it in the 1996 movie as well, but yeah. Okay. Well, um, that don't count. <laughs> I, I believe they. I believe they did. Anyway. Um, I believe if you watch season seven, they hardly ever show the inside of the TARDIS. That's what was I was confused about that. That's another thing that made it feel weird because we didn't hardly ever see the inside of the TARDIS. I believe True. they they showed it when at the end of the first episode, the doctors go on Doctor Who, Doctor Who, because the Daleks no longer know who the Doctor is, and so he he was having fun with that. And then I believe we might also see it um, when. They're taking Rory's dad around outside the Earth to see the Earth from space, you know? We might see the inside of the TARDIS in that scene, I'm not sure. Either that mm. or we just see the him sitting on the outside, I'm not sure. Um, uh, when, when I'm talking about Season 7, we've gotten through six episodes so far, uh, one including the Christmas special. Uh, and you know what? Versus season six and season five, we're going. There's fourteen episodes this season. It's it's kind of it's kind of gone downhill. I think uh, I like it, but it's nowhere near the epicness at this point in last season or the season before. Uh, I think the problem is they were stalling. They they were you know they're like okay let's get a few more episodes out of Amy and Rory, and I like Amy and Rory, but the way they did that they should have just gotten rid of them after the first episode and gone with Clara. They should have, The Snowmen should have been the second episode of the season, you know? Yeah. I, Either that I mean, or, the, or the Angels should have been the second episode and then the Snowmen or, so, or something, you know? S something that, that, that would have made things move a little quicker because I, I think, think they were... They, I think they were just stalling until they got to Clara because they knew Clara was going to be great and I think that's the whole direction of the season is going to be about Claire and not the Amy and Rory stuff. That stuff was just Yeah, I think filler. it will get a heck of a lot better when it comes back, and I think it's going to feel more like Doctor Who because we've yeah. got a full-on companion. Yeah. Uh, if you look at season six, there's a lot of filler in there, um, and I believe the stuff with the first half of this season is kind of going to be the filler of this season, and the second half is going to be more focused. You know what's interesting about Clara? It's a like, lot of things. <laughs> yeah, all that, that. But <laughs> I mean, w what if it's it's like the other companions, and something happens, and it's this tragic scene where she dies, but she can't. <laughs> yeah, they is can, there they'll probably get away with that another, somehow. Is there ever going to be another companion? Now here's the thing: how is the doctor going to find her again? He's, I don't know. He's got his ways. Is he just going <laughs> to stalk that area of town for all the years to come until he finds another Clara? How does he know that she's going to be in that part of no. the town? Because she was in the Dalek oh, world before. I say just go to uh, modern times and look her up on Facebook. She's got the same name. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. That's probably it. <laughs> um, I don't know. But, but I'm saying, is there ever going to be another companion? Because she can't die. I think what I want is I want um whenever Matt Smith regenerates I want this companion to be 
I want whatever companion is still with him when he regenerates, I want them to continue on to the next one. Um, because that's something that we haven't done since Rose. And I think that's something that is pretty important in creating a new Doctor. I think um, that happened a few times in the old series as well. And, and they should do that more often, is keep the same companion while the Doctor regenerates. I think that's a pretty important thing to do. And if the room, if if the doctor regenerates this year, then that's gonna be what's gonna happen because Claire is in season eight. <laughs> I didn't know she was in season eight. Spoiler <laughs> alert! You can edit that out if you want. <laughs> uh, do you want to know the episode title of the next episode? I don't. No, I no, I, 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 I don't want to. The Bells of St. John. Okay. That's all it's, a, it's all I know about the episode. That's all it's called. The Bells. Those are the villains and I don't know. <laughs> yeah, perfect. It's the Bells. The Bells, the Bells, the Bells of Notre Dame. <laughs> He's going to Notre Dame. Wait, no. It said St. John. So uh, I, I don't know what that is. Um... I would I I the thing about this podcast is I know we're going to probably want to talk about theories. But one thing about that is when you talk too much about theories, you kind of put every theory out there, and when you put every theory out there, the surprises aren't as big anymore. And so I want to be I I've, I've made theories and I made theories that were that could fill a room, you know, on the walls, but when it came down to answering them, I was way off. You know, I've I've been correct on a few things, but I I want to, I do want to make theories, but I want to limit our theories. So I think we should. Don't tell the best theories. <laughs> no, I mean, I think we should just be careful and not putting too many theories into something. So if we, if we've already theorized about something, we shouldn't really create a new theory about the same thing. I think. If, if we should limit the amount of time we talk about theories on the podcast as like well. if we have one question each of us gets a theory like I think this is going to happen well I think about this one basically I have no idea what I'm doing here well you could I don't know I, I'm just saying we should we should limit the amount of time we talk about theories so that we don't put too much thought into it so that we still keep the you know the anticipation and the surprise still ends up being pretty decent by the time we get there. You know, when we finally get to the reveal. Stephen Moffat does it in, in a way where it's almost impossible to predict anyway, but if you put too much thought into anything, you're probably going to find the answer. So I, I just want to limit that um, theory discussion a little bit just to keep things fresh. Right. Well, that's all the time we have for Smaller on the Outside, unless you want to add anything. Is there any place they can contact us or call? Or nope, email? not at all. <laughs> um, is do, Okay. <laughs> uh, actually, uh, Smaller on the Outside, you can find us on Facebook. We've got a Facebook page, which you can actually you can message the page itself if you want to have any suggestions or questions and that can be found facebook.com slash Soto podcast uh, 
And we got other stuff on there like recaps and. We should probably consider um, getting a Google Voice like voicemail account for the show as well. If 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 we ever get enough viewers that they start um, sending in, you know, voice messages, we could do that. Might be difficult. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how to do that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm computer illiterate. <laughs> so, thank you for tuning in. I know it was a bit lengthy today. We were covering a lot of stuff. Next episode or two shouldn't be that... Shouldn't be this lengthy because we're just talking about each individual episode. So, although uh, on the we're going to be doing them on the day that they're airing, so um, we're going to have the ideas are going to be a lot more fresh in our minds. The episodes are going to be more, uh, you know, new to us. So we're going to have probably a little bit more we can talk about for each episode than what we did today when we talked about the earlier episodes of the season. But it will be shorter in total length, I think. Um, but we're going to try to release those uh, on the same day that the episode aired prefer, uh, as soon soon after the episode aired. That's when we're going to try to release them. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to try. We're going to try. We've had our, our uh, luck and unluck with podcasts in the past. Uh, but we think we got it figured out this time because we got centered focus. On one show and one show only, not every show imaginable on Earth. Although, we might consider doing special episodes. It's not going to be a regular thing, but if there's a special um, a special thing that we might want to talk about in another show or something, we might might make a single episode dedicated to that. Or and I, I'm I not sure yet. I mean... I wouldn't put out the idea of doing podcasts for Sherlock when that comes back because there's only three episodes uh so true it's all it's all in talks right now it's all in talks still figuring things out but for the most part these episodes should be released either saturday night or sunday morning probably you know somewhere in there we're gonna try to keep it consistent because we know how much consistency is important (laughs) so Thank you for listening to Smaller on the Outside. Did you get Did you get Where? the email addresses? Did you give the email addresses the um, You gave the Facebook, right? Uh, I gave the Facebook. I don't have an email. You don't have an email yet? No. Okay, then. You so, should probably get but, that, though. Some people don't have Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> we will try to get uh, email up and running here soon. Uh, but you want to talk about the blog? The blog? <laughs> Soto blog? Sure. Well, and also, as I've mentioned, uh, you can find other things on the blog, and which are also posted on um, my personal Twitter <laughs> and Facebook. Uh, we have uh, recaps and mini recaps. I, I have a feature called TV Rewind, which is when I go through uh, an old show that's already been completed and I go through it and make little recaps about what, what was important about the episode. And 
the show, uh, the uh, the blog itself has full recaps as it is now, but I'm thinking that's going to change soon, and I'm going to make everything uh, small recaps because I don't have much time, and I'm also managing uh, a movie review site called Dave Examines Movies, uh, which you can see in a link under this article, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, you can follow us. For now, uh, before I change it, I might be able to change it soon. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at my I am DWG uh, Twitter handler, uh, handler, handle, hand yes. handler, whatever. You can follow us there. Uh, for now, I'm probably gonna make a new and account Facebook. for that. Um, and you can follow us on Facebook. What's uh, Facebook.com slash Soto Podcast, and we hope to hear from you soon. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, this is Spall Around the Outside. I am David Gillian, your Time Lord. <laughs> I am Andy, the companion. Yeah, this. Yeah, I'm. I'm Tim. I'm here. Yeah, I'm here. The Timbot. <laughs> Thank you all. Have a good evening and good night. <laughs>